Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of the songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Lenahan. Yay! <laughs> hey, welcome in. It's good to have you on the podcast. Appreciate you listening. Uh, for episode, I have to check my book here. I keep track of these. It's 110 already. How about that? 110. You know, uh, I have a radio show that we call The Nashville Connection, by the way. And, you know, if you want to find out more about that and it's more about my music, can I just plug my website? Why not? I never get to do that. It's uh, The Dave Connection. And you go, wow, Dave It's The Songwriter Connection, The Nashville Connection radio show. And now The Dave Connection, easy to find. And there you go. It shows you where I'm playing and what's going on. Uh, so check it out if you will. Um, you know what? I'll tell you what. We had a story last week, and we're, we're taping this or recording this in early May. Uh, we had a story on last week's Nashville Connection about John Party being invited into the Grand Old Opry. And what it said in the story, which we found it very hard to believe, was that John Party is the first native of California to be inducted into the Grand Old Opry. And I thought, well, there has to be. You think about all those great Bakersfield artists, right? But you know what? Merle Haggard is from Oklahoma, and Buck Owens was from Texas. So really, you know, with upon further research, we find out, yeah, John Party is going to be the first Californian. Our guest today may be the second. <laughs> we'll tell you about that in a little bit. But I want to talk a little bit about the Bakersfield sound. And it's, it's very interesting how that grew and, and how it started. And I guess it would start all the way back in the 30s during the Dust Bowl. Uh, the Dust Bowl, this terrible drought that, that hit the Midwest, southern Midwest, uh, western uh, states. And um, it, it was just, just that, a dust, dust blowing up everywhere. And a lot of people migrated out further west to get away from it. A lot settling in the Bakersfield, California area. You had your Okies, which wasn't, that wasn't really, that was kind of a derogatory term, you know. There was like hillbilly, you know, for the people up north. So Okies, and of course, Merle was proud to be an Okie from Muskogee, and lots of other people, but they brought their music with them. And when you bring in music in, you also combine with what's going on, and, and they combined a few styles like honky-tonk, a little rock and roll with electronic music uh, instruments, you know, which, you know, uh, back then was kind of different and, and rare to country music especially and you have to understand what was going on in Nashville at the time too it was that Nashville sound it was very becoming very homogenized and very uh, more poppy okay so the Bakersfield sound was really in a way to look at it as as kind of the first outlaw movement in country music they were bringing a whole new and different sound and it took the country by storm uh, I mention all this because our guest today grew up in Bakersfield and I want you to welcome Ash Taylor. 
Good to have you, Ash. Hey, thank you for having me. You brought your uh, better half with you, too. I sure did. My husband, Chris, is sitting here. Hi, uh, Chris. I don't know if I'm the better half. <laughs> She's the better three-quarter, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, that's definitely not true. <laughs> definitely not. I will say this. Chris is one heck of a guitar player. Yes, he is. He is one of the best in town. And you teach a little bit, don't you? I do. I love teaching guitar. Mm-hmm. I teach online and in person because it's just it's a passion. And me too. I feel like everybody should be uh, given the opportunity to learn to do it. I, I don't have a passion for teaching guitar, for learning. So uh, will you sign me up to get like, <laughs> yes. and learn how to play lead better? That's yeah. right. Oh, he can help with that for sure. I bet he can. Yeah. I bet he can. I've seen him play. He's yeah. pretty awesome. I'm glad he's here to kind of back you up a little bit. Oh, so same. Gonna, we're definitely going to do some live music around the dining room table. I love it. Actually, let's talk about you. I was reading about about you, and uh, you had your your debut album was called Bakersfield. It sure was. How yeah. about that? I know that was BC before COVID, right? Like it was. I released that in uh, January of 2019. So uh-huh. were you here in Nashville then? Or mm-hmm. I you sure were? was. Yeah. When did you move here? I moved here in 2016. 16. Yep, I moved here in 2016. When'd you meet that guy? I met him in 2018. 2018? Yeah, it was a good year. How about that? It was a really that? good year. <laughs> really yeah. good year. Got married in 2021, so mm-hmm. next week we actually celebrate, or I'm sorry, two weeks from today, we celebrate our uh, two-year wedding anniversary. Happy anniversary, yeah. you guys. Thank We're you. celebrating here on the on the pod. Yes, today. exactly. That's right. Happy Absolutely. anniversary. Happy. <laughs> anyway. Uh, I was doing some interesting reading about you. Uh, you also uh, were honored by the Bakersfield Country Music Association uh, Awards for achievements and contributions to the Bakersfield Sound. I was. That must have been an honor. Yeah, I I cried. I'm not going to lie. It's, it, I don't get like choked up and too emotional sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty like, you know, I think I like to think I'm in control. But um, yeah, you know, they, they gave that to me and I bawled like a baby. Oh, I'll bet. Yeah. Oh, it choked oh, me up. God. But it's, you know, it's... I loved, by the way, the intro you gave explaining the story of mm-hmm. like, oh, I, w- I was literally sitting here listening. And I'm like, he gets it. Like, oh, it's so great because oh, yeah. it's such a great story and so interesting. But uh, and you grew up around it. Yes, you know? absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, to, to me, that's home, and it's just kind of knowledge and just whatever. But you know, a lot of people don't know, and so I like to I like mm-hmm. the fact that we're sharing kind of my heritage with folks and kind of explaining yeah. to them like what this is and yeah. why this is so special to me and to other people, and it's it's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your hometown, then. You know. Well, uh, you know, I are there still lots of honky tonks and things? And that know, sound is still prevalent, right? There is a couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think there will always be a couple, but you know, when I was growing up there, uh, I never got to go see him, unfortunately, cause I was so young. He, he mm-hmm. passed away when I was about 10, but, um, Buck Owens has his place, the crystal palace. And that yeah. is the, the honky tonk, the honky. Oh, it is the honky tonk, yeah. but they have all kinds of bands come and play. Buck used to play there every single weekend. And Dwight he, too. Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam yeah. would play there. Yeah. I mean, they still have people playing there all the time, but, um, wow. you know, it's a honky tonk. It's a dance hall. It's actually a whole museum. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. so, I mean, it's fascinating. Uh, a uh, fact that I don't think a lot of people realize is Garth Brooks actually asked Trish Yearwood to marry him there at Buck Owens Crystal Palace. Wow, I don't think um, I knew that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They they gave him a statue. There's a big statue of Garth right as you enter. No and, kidding. Mm-hmm, and uh, Garth, Garth was very clear. He said, go ahead and when you make the statue, put a wedding ring on my finger. Uh, and so <laughs> it, it kind of forced him when they unveiled it. It's like, oh, I got to drop to a knee and ask the question. So yeah, he, he proposed to Trish Yearwood there. Um, wow. But yeah, there's there's a lot of musical history and there's a lot of different things in there. I think when I say that I'm from California, though, mm-hmm. I think people think like, oh, you know, beaches and L.A. Yeah. and all that. And I'm like, no. no, my hometown is a farm town in mm-hmm. central California. And it, it, you know, if you eat raisins, 
Yep. You know, you go to the store, you buy, turn the box around. California raisins. Bakersfield, California. There you go. Um, carrots. I mean, it's agriculture. It's yeah. oil fields. It's a lot of blue collar, hardworking people. Um, and a is, lot of those during the Dust Bowl, they came out to do sharecropping. Yes. You know, and it's the area for yeah, it. It's yeah. the area for it. But mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, most of my friends, like growing up, um, they all lived on farms. And oh, yeah. That, I mean, that, that's the family business. That's what they do. Sure, um, sure. But no, I, I loved growing up in Bakersfield. And uh, there's there's definitely a history. And mm-hmm. I've always said, too, I think because we are a people that kind of, you know, came from the Dust Bowl. And you look at our, like, our heritage and ancestry and, and then just being there in Bakersfield. Oh, yeah. We have a lot of attitude out there. <laughs> yeah, we really do. Well, you know, we're and you have none, right? Uh, no, not me. I'm a, I'm a saint. Wait to hear some of her music. Yeah, my, my, uh, in place on yeah I was going to say they'll hear about like you know first version chorus and go, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we're saying I'm not like sassy or anything. My husband's sitting here probably rolling his eyes like, what? Oh no, he wasn't. He's shaking his head. Yeah, no, but but you know, I think what it is is we are a bunch of hardworking blue collar folks, mm-hmm. and we work for what we have, and it's just kind of like this no nonsense attitude um i don't know what it is but I, i've heard multiple people say that like there was a guy i was talking to the other day and uh we just you know kind of met we were sitting there talking in a music shop and i said man i said where are you from i said because you, you just remind me of like someone i went to high school with or whatever and he goes oh he goes i'm from this farm town out in california you probably never heard of it it's called bakersfield and i said no way but it was his attitude like i something? was like i was yeah. like we're friends. That's yeah. the, I mean, you that's knew just your that. friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's a great place to, I guess, it, grow up. It has always fascinated me how music from from area to area yes. has evolved and takes on its own sound. Like I came from Cleveland, Ohio. I grew okay, up in Cleveland. okay. Yeah. A lot of people call that the the rock and roll capital of the world because the Rock Hall of Fame is there. Yes. But I think mm-hmm. it could have easily been Memphis, right? Sure. Um, and, but if, the thing is, if you take a look at those sounds that came out of, let's use Cleveland for an example. The, the, the term rock and roll was coined there because prior, prior to rock and roll was race music, right? Mm. It, was, it was rhythm, and, heavy rhythm and blues. But also in Cleveland, um, there were a lot of, um, today, Rust Belt area, right, as they say, um, but there were a lot of factories. Yeah. And a lot of people from the South brought that music up north to work in the factories, yeah. you know, from West Virginia, from Appalachia. And, you know, so it affected the music, too, in the, the sound that you heard coming out of Cleveland. Wow. Memphis had its own sound. Right. You know, uh, and they always say you can take the boy out of Memphis, but you can't take the Memphis out of the boy. Yeah. They have their own unique style. Mm-hmm. And it's the same with Bakersfield, I imagine, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You grew up around this different sound. Style. It has to affect your style. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a different sound. It's a different style. It's an mm-hmm. attitude. It's a way of life. And I, <clears throat> I it's so funny, though, because, you know, I never, I never realized mm-hmm. what I had. No. Until I, I moved out here. Because when I when I moved out here, um, I sold everything I owned, and I got on a plane. I, I slept in my car. I slept Did on you? people's couch. Oh yeah, wow. I had nothing. But I wanted to write songs so bad, and I just love country music so much. Mm. And some say I'm stupid, and maybe I am. But I would do it again in a heartbeat. Wow. But when I moved you out seem here, so happy. Oh, I'm very happy. Yes, I. I, I, I there's nothing I love more than writing songs and getting to be I an artist. I see that passion in Yeah. You. And I respect that. Thank 100%. you, man. I appreciate yeah. that. I, I just love music because I know, you know, what it did for me. And so mm-hmm. I hope it does that for someone else. And, yeah. and I think sometimes it's easy to get convoluted with all the different things. But at the end of the day, just write a great song and have a good time. Oh, you I know, I mean, that. that's, 100%. that's that's just what it's about. But yep. um, 100%. when I moved out here, 
you know, I got on a plane, sold everything. I'd never even seen Nashville before. Wow. And my, my very first day here, I, I literally got off the plane, and we went straight to the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum oh, cool. here in downtown. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I so my dream job when I was a kid, I am like a country music trivia nut. Are okay? you? Oh, my gosh, yes. I have studied. I, I got this. So I watched a, an interview when I was younger with Trisha Yearwood saying that she, when she moved out here, was the tour guide at the Hall, at of, the Fame. Hall of Fame. And so I said, I want yep. that job. And I didn't have a job when I got off the plane. So I, I kind of went there hoping to get hired. But uh, the lady at the desk said, oh, oh, yeah, we don't give, like, guided tours anymore. You know, it's all self-guided. And I was like, uh, darn yeah, it. Pretty much is. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. um, but I walked in to the museum Should have went over day. to the Ryman. I should. That's I what would, I did for a really? couple years. I loved it. Simply oh because gosh. of that history. Yeah. And I felt the same way. I was a country DJ for a lot of years. So, and so I really yeah. immersed myself into that history. Yes. And... um I loved working there. At the oh, oh my gosh! I bet that was a great job. Yeah. Oh man, do you see a bunch of shows and all for free? Well, not really, but you, you got a discount, and they get to see oh, a lot of shows. Okay, and well, all right. Sometimes working at night, you know, you see yeah. shows and stuff. You know, that's amazing. That's give, amazing. Give tours, at, especially when the Opry comes. Once a year, the Opry comes to the Ryman. It's Opry at the Ryman. Yeah. You know, it's uh-huh. usually in January in there. Yeah. Uh, December, January, and so many times I would uh, work that show mm. and give tours afterwards. How know? cool. And so we'd stay and see the show, you know, and it was wow. kind of cool. You know? That's that's yeah. super cool. Yeah. Well, yeah, they, they didn't hire me because um, they said that wasn't a job anymore. But, they're lost. They're, uh, they're lost. They're lost. But you know what? I bought tickets and I, I walked into the museum and uh, I was very culture shocked by Nashville. I think I, I've never seen so many trees before. Ah. I mean, like in Bakersfield, it's nothing but dry dirt, dry land. Really? And, oh, my. There's no trees. There are no trees. There's nothing. Um, Chris has driven through it. He can attest that yes. there there yeah. is nothing there. <laughs> where are you from, Chris? I'm from a, a little tiny town of 800 people in southeast Indiana in the middle of the cornfields. Closest oh. thing that you would ever know near it is like Cincinnati, Ohio. Oh, okay. Well, that's where we came from. Yeah, yeah. so you guys are kind of close. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I walked in the museum that day after buying a ticket and was just kind of awestruck by Nashville and everything that I was seeing. And, you know, just this young kid fresh off a plane. I have no idea what I'm doing. Wow. And uh, I walk in the museum and I look up and there is this huge sign. I mean, you could not miss it. And it said, now exhibiting the Bakersfield Sound. Yes. I remember yes. touring during yes. that. Yes. And so I, I, I was like, Psh, Bakersfield? <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> and, uh, oh man, I walked in the doors and I took that tour and I was just so beaming with pride man oh, I'll bet. and um and i knew you know a lot of what they said but to move to a place like nashville that everyone just holds so high as music city mm-hmm. and you're seeing this little farm town on display yeah it was incredible wow. it was incredible so that night you know we were talking about my uh, first cp that came out in 2019 that oh, night is at bakersfield right is when i sat down on a bunch of boxes mm-hmm. um with this cheap little 200 dollars guitar i bought because i had nothing and uh, I just sat down, and I, that's when I wrote the title track of what would be that record come wow. years later. But um, wow. Because I was like, well, this is my life and my story. I'm just going to put in a song, and you know, I'm proud. I, I'm going to throw this out here. That would be a great song to do right now, since we've been talking about it. I mean, yeah. Is that possible? I, I think we can make that happen. Give me just a minute here. That's no problem. Uh, you can have all the time you want. Oh, well, thanks, my friend. I You're listening that. to the Songwriter Connection podcast, Ash Taylor. From Bakersfield, now Nashville, is our guest with her husband, Chris Delisle. And this is Bakersfield. Bakersfield.
And I come from a dusty little town Straight off Highway 99 Nothing but oil fields and good people Just trying to get by And we'd go out after midnight Racing down Rosedale Drive Watch the rodeo, listen to the radio Soaking up a real good life Connection podcast. Thanks for the download and the listen. Uh, I guess it's true. You can you can take the girl out of Bakersfield, but you can't take Bakersfield out. I guess not. I guess not. Thank you, man. I appreciate. It. I mean, like you know, I was so new and I was writing all those songs, and like mm-hmm. I said, that was the first. I wrote that my first day here in Nashville. First day in Nashville. First, yeah. I never done a co-write. I didn't know what that was yet. Do you do that now though? Because that seems to be a Nashville. Oh thing. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean. Mm-hmm. Once I knew what it was, after about a week or two here, I was <laughs> a like, different concept, oh! wasn't it? Yeah. I was like, 
well, let's write, you know. And then I made friends with everyone and tried to yeah. go around and write a bunch of songs. And um, some were terrible, some were pretty good. And, well, and that's, that's how, just it how it goes. Some yeah. of them are terrible. Yeah. You know, I you got to get through the terrible ones to get to the good ones. Yes. You know what I love, though, is sometimes you can write a song with someone, and, and I'm sure maybe you've experienced this being a writer yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can write a song, especially when you're just kind of starting out in green uh, with someone else, though. And it's almost like you bond over the fact that you're like, yeah, that wasn't that great, was it? You know, like you still <laughs> yeah. have that community support there where it's like, yeah. It's, oh, yeah, absolutely. We suffer together. Then then there are times when you hit it off. And, oh, yeah. And you, you get an idea and you're like almost reading each other's minds. Oh, it absolutely. Just, it just flies out and you just know you got something special. Oh, my gosh. and Love that feeling. I, I will go through incredible. 10 rights like you just said yes. just to get to that one. It will, and that's what you do. I mean, yeah. that's just part of it. I, I think... Uh, if I can brag on my husband for a second. Yeah, please do. So, <laughs> yes, please like do. A, yeah, please. Chris is like, I'm listening. Like, bring on. I'm listening. <laughs> well, you know, you're, you're talking about just like connecting with people <clears throat> and all that. And clearly there's a lot of people that I, you know, write with. Um, I, I do write a lot of songs by myself. Do you are, still? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but uh, I just, for me, I just get inspired and I write. And I, especially if I'm writing for myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. I kind of know what I want to say, and so it's pretty forward. I will say, though, um, when I first met my wonderful husband who's sitting here next to me, mm-hmm. amazing guitar player. You're very oh, yes. right. Yeah, I, I've yes. said for years he's the best in town. So when we started to date, uh, you know, after a while, he was like, why, why don't I play guitar for you? Mm-hmm. And I said, no. <laughs> I said no. Because I was like, you know, mm-hmm. this is business, and this is personal, and we don't mix those. You know, I was very ah. adamant about that. And uh, but I, do you write together? Oh, now we do. Now we do. But uh, mm-hmm. so I say this, and this was, you know, of course, years ago. And mm-hmm. we went to this like little dive bar and we were playing this kind of low pressure show one night. And it ended up just being him and I on stage. Uh-huh. And he hadn't heard a lot of the songs that I was going to be playing that night. And he gets up on stage and I was like, you know, if you want to play, you know, along, you can put some lead stuff on. So, man, we get into it. And I did not even finish the first verse, I think it was. <laughs> And it was like lightning. Wow. It was like, what is that? What is that? So we got off stage and kind of looked at each other and we talked about it. And it was like, did you feel that? Did you feel it? So, so now. Uh, Match that energy. Didn't absolutely. You? Well, it's, I mean, we've, you know, clearly feel that as like a married couple, you know what I mean? Especially yeah. the longer we're together and, sure. you know, your relationship and all grows. But uh, I think musically, the biggest connection I've ever had to someone is with this guy right here. Wow, um, look at so that. I earned my way in. You've earned yes, your way you in. No, but it was, it was just like lightning. So it wasn't so much as you, you're not going to play for me you can play with me yes but not for me yeah well now it's a teamwork and you play pretty well yourself well thank you my friend i appreciate that yeah. but uh you know i think it definitely helps to have someone like him though because i'm pushing always to be better because you know oh, yeah. I, i've always said if you're the smartest person in the room you're in the wrong room <laughs> you know and so I like that, yeah so i so you know being next to this <laughs> handsome guy over here shredding away i'm like i'm, I'm gonna catch up to you i'm gonna get you one day but but no i i, I appreciate it and now it's does like, he give you free lessons yeah, but you know what's what's really funny though is after a while when we first started dating, you get dating the family too, discount. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, I asked him. Uh, we had a we had a joke uh, just the other night. You know, clearly we're married. We have a joint bank account. We do all, right. all this music and life and everything together. Right. And uh, he went and came with me, and we played a show. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, "Hey, thanks for playing guitar for me." Um, 
why don't I buy you dinner mm-hmm. out of our joint bank account? <laughs> it's on me. It's on me. I got this, buddy. But, um, like, you're not going to be paid, but, uh, yeah. you know, I'll buy you dinner from our joint account. Why not? Yeah. I like it. Right. I think you ought to buy her dinner tonight. Well, you know, I probably am actually going to cook her dinner tonight. Oh, yeah. He's going to cook. He, uh, he's an amazing cook, too. Yeah. Amazing wow. cook. What's your specialty? Oh, man. Um, well, actually, so there's two different things I love to do. Yeah. Um, if I'm cooking just regular stuff, Cajun, uh-huh. Cajun food. Cajun? Really? Cajun, because mm. it uses so many French techniques, but combines it with a little bit of redneck, which I'm all about. <laughs> Delisle. Is that a French name? Yes, Delisle is a French name. I've, in fact, I've always said, it's it's funny, I always say songwriting is in my blood because my ancestor uh, actually wrote the National Anthem of France way, 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 way back. Oh, really? Yes. It's in the yeah, blood. Yeah, the Delisle. What the was Delisle it called? Marcy. What was it? Like, uh I used to be able to sing that because I took French lessons. Oh, really? I was full on ready for you just to break down Mm. into it in just a second. I was like, wow, this is great. My younger years, I could have. My younger years. That's right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so I've got the the French area of that whole thing. And so I love like the classic cooking technique and all that kind of stuff. But but I also currently... I do um, La Toast. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. There's nothing with wrong with nothing fromage wrong with that. sometimes. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a more more recent thing is um, I've actually I started a YouTube cooking channel, just nice. a little a little fun thing on the side, and I do. Wow, well, check um, that out. I do uh, zero carb carnivore recipes for doing for people doing the low carb thing because I actually yeah. eat, uh, I eat carnivore and, and do the low carb thing. So I I take He's classic right. cooking technique and put it with carnivore ingredients and I, I love just inventing. So I got to lay off the carbs. Yeah, so it's yeah. it's a blast to just come up with that stuff. So yeah, and I have a awesome. I have a person to taste test for me constantly. That's me. Yep. We had a guest on the show, uh, and, and you can look this show up. Um, earlier episode H. Jack Williams, who's an mm. amazing songwriter, and he's really good friends with Kevin Costner. In fact, he was in the Kevin Costner movie recently. Oh, wow. Uh, he's written songs for Yellowstone, but he worked with The Who and Leonard Skinner. It just mm. The pedigree is absolutely amazing. But he started as a chef. He was wow. a chef. Yeah. And he talked about uh, how, uh, you, you, how creative you are as a songwriter and as a cook as well. Yes. And he drew some very interesting correlations. Yes. yes. And one of the things that he said that I, I'll never forget, I'll always care this me, he said, the secret to being a great cook mm-hmm. is to taste as you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. And isn't it kind of the same with music? As yes. you're writing, you kind of, oh, that feels pretty good. Let's try this, though. Oh, mm-hmm. that tastes a little better. Let's, you know. Yeah. Yes. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, would oh, also, I just thought it was cool. I would also say as a, as a lead guitar player, I definitely have to think that way because, like, lead parts, especially with, with Ash's music, mm-hmm. when, you know, the thing that I'm doing with her is... Um, I look at her stuff like a, a canvas that has empty spots where because you, you're supposed to have empty spots. Interesting. And yeah. so I'm looking at like how do you season and how do you mm-hmm. garnish that? Because mm-hmm. if you overdo something, mm-hmm. it ruins oh, yeah. a dish. And yeah. if you overdo a guitar part, it ruins a song. Yeah. You, Even well, when I write songs <clears throat> by myself, like you know we were just talking about, I write a lot by myself. Mm-hmm. I usually will go write the song and then I come to him. And I will sit and I will play it, just me and, you know, my acoustic and just kind of sing it and play it for him. And he immediately will grab a guitar and he, I mean, he comes up with all those parts. Mm-hmm. And you I get think... a little signature lick or something for yeah. A signature lick, but yeah. I also think it creates layers and kind of going back Does to me. like the Bakersfield thing that we were talking about. You know, if you study Buck Owens, um, Buck Owens was a 
phenomenal guitar player. I mean, he played in sessions and stuff way before he was even famous. Right. Um, but if you study him as an artist, he had a guy named Don Rich. Don Rich. That's Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. And so Don Rich, though, I mean, Buck Owens has said over and over and over again, that really gave him his sound. Yeah. So I always like to, you know, when I describe it to people, and I think why it works well with Chris and I is, I'm essentially a modern day female Buck Owens. And then that's He's my Don, Don Rich. Rich. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about that? But that, that's how I kind of just view us working. It's like, it may be wow. my name and I may write the songs and, you know, I, I enjoy getting to go out and be an artist and Chris is, you know, that's not really his thing, but he gets to show up with a guitar that's and what awesome. he does just works. I think he's so, a pretty good writer and singer. So oh my I God. He's incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So yes. Nice. I think it was, it was one of those, you know, she said we kind of played together for the first time and it just happened. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of one of those uh, situations that seemed ordained. You know, in in sort of a destiny sort of a way, because yeah. I actually before I knew Ash, I didn't know anything about the Bakersfield sound. Really, like I knew I'd oh, heard the name. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd heard the name Buck Owens, <clears throat> but I probably had heard the name Don Rich, but I didn't know anything about them. I actually grew up on classic rock, sixties and seventies rock, and I was yeah, like too. a I was like a rock, and then a, an eighties hair metal, and like a shred guy. Like that's what I did. Yeah. And then I got into country after I moved to Nashville because I had come here for college, and. When she and I started playing, I had sort of taken that that rock and roll thing, and I had moved it over into the country sort of element. And my favorite guitar player of all time is a guy named Johnny Highland. He's a, f- a friend of mine now, and he sort of bridges that gap between country and rock and southern rock and pulls wow. that all together. And he's just one of the best players I've ever seen in my life, and one of the nicest people too. And so I really started studying what he did. And I took all that rock stuff that I used to do, and I put it together with this concept of the country stuff. And then I started putting it over her music, ah, and it worked. And, it and fits, she yeah. she started teaching me about like the Bakersfield thing and what Buck Owens did and why she writes the way she does. And then I started looking at what Don Rich was doing, and so studying, you studied him for a while. I studied some yeah. of his licks, and I realized that Don Rich was a big influence on Johnny Highland amongst many of the other Telecaster players that he loves. Wow. And then I started noticing what I was doing in, in a sort of a modern take on it was a very similar thing to what Don Rich was doing with wow. Buck Owens' music. And so they incorporated rock elements into what they were doing, which is why the Bakersfield sound was so in your face. Yeah. And I just didn't realize it, but I sort of accidentally stumbled into being a modern-day version of, like, a Don Rich yeah. type. And then I found, I found the Buck Owens to put it over when, when yeah. I met my wife. That's we just, awesome. It just kind of, we fell into it, and then eventually <clears throat> we realized, well, this is what we're doing, and this is why this works. And, mm-hmm. well, isn't this great? Yeah, isn't that <laughs> yeah. great? Isn't it great? We, we may know what we're doing. You develop Maybe. The, the ash sound. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's and, fun, yeah. And I wanted to say, you've got a new EP that just came out. I do. Here in May, and... Um, and I want to talk about it, maybe play a song from that. But first, yes, I'm going to take a break. Is that okay? Yes. Uh, we'll take a break and we'll come back. More Ash and Chris on the Songwriter Connection. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to the Songwriter Connection, connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Ash Taylor is our guest, along with Christopher Delisle, her, her husband. Yes. And um, we're talking to Bakersfield Sound and songwriting uh, today. And it's been a fantastic, interesting conversation so far. Good, Good. to get to know you a little Man, bit. Well, yeah. we're just happy to be here. Thank you for having us. And yeah. we, we've known you for a while, and you're just a great yeah. guy. And we just oh, we like you. hanging out with you. I like <laughs> so, hanging out with yeah. you, too. Yeah. You're pretty cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> you too, man. <laughs> Well, man. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us about this new EP. It's, it, this is, you recorded this live, right? So so how we did it, uh, I would like to say, for starters, I had more fun making this project than anything else. Yeah? It, oh, my gosh. It was so much fun. We went over to my buddy Pat Laster's studio. Okay. And uh, if, if you're not familiar with Pat, what a great guy, for starters. But he's actually known primarily as a bass player. And okay. so he played bass with, like, the Charlie Daniels Band and... Oh. Laurie Moore, I mean, name Laurie someone, yeah. he's he's played bass, but he is probably, in my opinion, and you know, I went to audio school and everything, he has an amazing studio and such a talented engineer, and so over the past uh, 10, 15 years, he's actually produced and engineered a lot of country records, wow. um, and he's fantastic, so I did my... Uh, I did part of my first EP, Bakersfield, with him, and I wish I would have found him before. So wow. I came back to him this time, him and I are good friends, and I wanted to work with someone that I was very comfortable with. Mm-hmm. I said, want to be comfortable. Yeah. So we go into Pat's studio, and the whole thing is literally just Chris and I. And uh, literally, it's two guitars and a vocal. And we just recorded it all there at Pat's studio, and he mixed wow. and engineered it. Wow. And um, it was so much fun, though, because you know we were just talking about how like Chris is my... Don Rich and I'm the Buck Owens and all yeah. that, but um, it was just so cool to be like with a friend with Pat. And we were just so like comfortable and happy, and it was great. And then, um, yeah, it's just Chris and I literally just making music together, just like we're sitting here with you right now That's at the awesome. dining room table. And um, we also just wanted to really kind of break it down, though. Mm-hmm. You know, like sometimes I think it's so much fun to do these big, elaborate tracks and everything mm-hmm. and there's so that, that's that's great and that's a lot of fun but to me there's something about stripping it right down yes you know? especially as a songwriter mm-hmm. because i'm a firm believer that if you strip it down and i just play you a great song mm-hmm. it doesn't matter how many tracks i got you doesn't. know what i mean it's, song so, is a song. the song is king the song yeah, is always king absolutely. so um yeah so i mean we took these three songs that um i've written um i've wrote uh, two of the tracks, uh, Family and Play Like Kin by myself. Uh-huh. And then I wrote, uh, co-wrote a cigarette with a wonderful, wonderful, talented songwriter, uh, Kiana Noel Myers. Okay. Um, but yeah, so we, we just... Let's, let's, play, let's play Family. Uh, yeah. It, it, you want to talk, say anything about it and the writing of that? And... Well, uh, I wrote that song by myself at my dining room table one night uh, wow. as we're sitting here around a dining room table. That's right. Um, I have four brothers. I am the only girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love my brothers, but they, they drive me crazy. And so, um, <laughs> I, you know, got in a fight with them, with one of my brothers one night and the song just kind of came out of it. So it's oh. kind of like a love letter to my brothers. Okay. It's yeah. called family. This is Ash Taylor from the new, uh, live sessions. Uh, the acoustic can, sessions. The acoustic sessions. Yeah. There you go. I wanted to get that right. So glad, Thank thanks you. for correcting me. Yeah, no problem. Two, three, four. Don't mind the dirt, 
Just a sign knowing you can always come back Yeah, we've got dirty laundry that we may hide But if these walls could talk, they'd tell you of the love inside From the slamming doors, mud on the floors, saying goodnight prayers To the I'm sorry's and you were right, just knowing somebody cares No, we don't always see the same way Same last name, but we're still family. Family, well, I remember what Mama always said. a forever friend and no one will understand you like I get to cause every part of me is a part of you from the slamming doors mud on the floors saying goodnight prayers to the I'm sorry's and you Somebody cares No, we don't always see the same way Even though we have the same last name But we're still family Just a sign knowing you can always come back. There you are from the new EP, which is called, I'm going to mess it up again, aren't I? 
<laughs> acoustic sessions. You got it, man. All right. Thumbs up. You did it. You did it. Yeah. Ash Taylor, Christopher Delisle. Ash. Oh, t- Chris, I got to tell you, the guitar in that's fantastic, man. That's, well, thank you. That's kind of a demonstration of that Don Rich kind of technique, yeah. isn't it? Well, yeah. and that's, it's funny, that particular track, because she was playing that actually before I ever knew her. Mm-hmm. And, oh, really? Yeah. yeah. And so we, the first time we started working on that one in particular, because she was like, okay, this is a really important song. I want to record this. I want to you know, do all this. Sure. Yeah. And so I listened to what she was doing, and we were talking about this whole new at the at that point concept of like the Don Rich and and Bob yeah, Owens interactions. Right. Yeah. And so I went and listened to what he was doing, and I found those little double stop licks and the things yeah, where he's yeah. kind of mirroring the melody and all this. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, this is a this is a great song to do that with. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I I dropped it in there, and it's just and it's been there ever since. It just yeah. works really well. You know what I love about you guys? We if you listen to this podcast at all, you know. That I hate genres and I hate putting people in any kind of a box saying you're country, you're rock. Yeah. I always tell folks to, to make their own style, their own sound, be their mm-hmm. own genre. Mm-hmm. And I think what you guys have done is you have done just that. Mm-hmm. You combine, you know, rock and the Bakersfield sound and your own special, you know, thing and technique. And you're creating your own sound, aren't you? The Ash sound. Man, Thank you. That honestly, I think is the biggest compliment. I think you could probably pay me. That's from the heart. Uh, no, it's true, I, I really appreciate that though, because you know, I think for a while, and not in any way that I'm complaining about the music industry. I love this industry, and I, I, I want to be in it. But yeah. you know, when I moved to town, people told me um, you got to write twenty thousand songs, and you got to play every show, and you do this, and this is the way that we do it. Right. And I showed up, and. Uh, I don't mind hard work. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's I got to write 20,000. We're going to go do it. Like, let's go. Yeah. And, uh, and so, you know, I kind of jumped in with it and, and not in any way that I regret any of that because I think it made me who I am and I learned mm-hmm. a lot and I grow. But, you know, I think especially after the pandemic, you know, Chris and I just suffered a lot of loss in a lot of different ways. And mm-hmm. we just went through a really rough couple of years. And um, it just mm-hmm. made me put a hold. Like, I, I didn't pick up a guitar or sing a note for over a year. Really? Really. I mean, it, it, I, I lost so much. It just, it just, I, I had to stop. And mm-hmm. so when I got back into music, because I realized that there is nothing else that I would ever want to do other than make music and write songs and be an artist. Yeah. Um, when I got back into that, I said, you know what? I kind of just don't care what people are telling me I should do. Mm-hmm. I just want to be me. Right. I just want to be the best version of Ash that could possibly exist. Gosh, that's and, it. That's, and, a, that's yeah, it. Yeah. And that's it. And there's just, you know, there are things that come naturally, like to Chris and I, that it's like, this is what God has me to do. And I could say, mm-hmm. well, I wish I was better at this and that. And well, I'm working on it. But but the point is, is like, we're just really just kind of here to make music and have a good time and just to be ourselves and to be the best version of ourselves that we can be. And I just kind of don't care what's happening around in the world around me. I'm just here. So I, I take that as a huge compliment. That's, though, that's so. life. That's what's yeah. all, you know, and I don't say that to be negative, you know, on the yeah. industry. I say it because I think it's up to people that market and sell. Sure. They're the ones that are going to put a label on you. you yes. Know? And I know there are artists that have fought against that, sure. you know, um, but I, I think especially when you're when you're starting out and you're becoming an artist, your own artist, yes. you, you've got to find your yourself. Absol- well, absolutely. You know? And and I moved to town uh, to be a songwriter. Did you? Uh, oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that was I, the first thing in mind. Huh? I, oh, absolutely. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I I never really had sung or done any of that. I I fresh out of high school, I, I played a couple of instruments. I picked up a guitar when I was seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah. Um. So I was a late starter, but I actually went to school for like audio engineering and stuff. And Did you? I worked in studios and stuff, and then realized it just wasn't 
creative enough. Mm. And so then I got heavy into songwriting and I would sit in my bedroom and write horrible songs. But I but I was writing songs. Yeah. And I was like, Well, I really enjoy this. And mm-hmm. I would watch CMT and see the, you know, ticker at the bottom. I did too. I was oh like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, who's this Tim Nichols guy? Because this is awesome. <laughs> so man, oh, I would study yeah. and stalk songwriters and I get the CDs and I yeah. read the liners notes. So yeah, when I moved to town, I moved here to be a writer. And it wasn't until after being here for about a year or so that people were like, no, nah, you're an artist. And uh, so I think it's like, a, for me, a learning thing. But I, I think I think it's hard sometimes to find yourself in that way. I do right? Too. It's yeah, a hard it thing. It's not, there's no textbook way of doing it. So mm-hmm. I'm just happy that we kind of have stumbled across what we have. And, yeah. you know, excited to see it keep growing and doing our thing. And we're just having a great time. Yeah. So I'm also very... Um, I'm, I'm going to, since she bragged on me, I'm going to brag on her. Oh, no. <laughs> yes. No, as as uh, the, not just the lead guitar player and band leader, but as the husband, <laughs> right, I get to see all of the stuff behind the scenes that it takes to do what it is that she does. Yeah, and hard work. I saw all of the things that she used to be when I first met her and, and pictures of what she was even before I met her. And then I saw as she's changed and as she's grown into the artist that she is. And, you know, people don't see the things like, the, the vocal lessons and the mm-hmm. vocal exercises and us sitting on the couch and working on the guitar technique that she works on and the hours of songwriting and then the marketing that she does and she runs all of her so- own social media That's and she runs to do she designs and runs her own website and mm-hmm. you know it's like I mean she she has such a strong understanding of now, now of who she is and what makes her special it's awesome. and it's and it's super cool and and truthfully like I feel very fortunate to be able to be a part of that because I sort of sit here and I get to feel like I'm seeing something that's going to impact a lot of people in the music mm. industry happening in front of my eyes that's awesome. and I get to sit there and just be proud of my wife for doing it that is so cool gosh now I'm going to cry Jeez. I know oh wow right? thank you <laughs> I got Kleenex over thank here you. I, I'm water. about to grab a Kleenex it's and allergies cry. right we were talking uh, yeah. about it. it's, we were talking, it's all allergies uh, so it's all allergies, allergies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. so what is your website where do we find out more about it it is ashtaylor.com ashtaylor.com that's it you did a brilliant thing ash wednesday so you still doing that yeah man absolutely about that it's really cool what a cool idea right thank you so much i thought about that one day and i got so excited you wouldn't believe it but no i like i said you know i I took uh, about a year or so off of music and and when i came back to it i just felt like i was starting over Mm -hmm. and i had a lot of fans though that i had built over the course of my time that still stuck with me yeah. And I appreciated That's the hell out of them. And so yeah. I, was, I was thinking, I was like, what What can I do to connect with those people? And, you know, maybe bring in some new friends and some new fans and, you know, kind of just do something for people that have supported me. And yeah. I thought, well, you know, let's do a live stream. There's not a lot of live shows happening at that time. So I uh, do a live stream the first Wednesday of every single month called so Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday. Yeah. So we've been doing it over on my Instagram. It's at 7 p.m. <laughs> Central Standard. Um, I'm really excited, though. So starting... Uh, this next month, so the June Ash Wednesday, we're actually going to move it over to Facebook. Oh, good. Um, and That's so, good. yeah, we think we're going to have a little bit bigger of an audience on there, but we have a blast. Chris and I literally go up to our studio. Um, usually I'm like, you know, in a messy bun and a sweatshirt. We're sitting there with our guitars. We're telling jokes. We're talking about what we got going on and, you know, letting fans know about like shows coming up in case they want to come. And, um, people can ask us questions. We also do a giveaway every single month. So every episode we do a giveaway. Uh Um, you know, my dog usually will make an appearance and, <laughs> you know, people live for that. Um, but no, but we, we just sit and we joke and we have a good time mm-hmm. and, I, you know, we play songs and we just, we just have a blast. That's awesome. But, but yeah, once a month we do it and, uh, 
so I, have I, a good time with it. I just want to say, this is scheduled to publish July the 5th, so mm-hmm. that's the first Wednesday of July. Yes. So you'll be on tonight. So I will be on tonight on awesome. my Facebook. On your Facebook. Ash Taylor Music. You that's can find cool. links to it at ashtaylor.com. At but yeah, come join the come join the live stream. But um, Very cool. We have so much fun, man. It's yeah. just a blast. We, Not bad. We try to keep it real casual and just real fun. And, I'll catch it. Uh, people seem to enjoy it. So. But you also have a video coming out uh, here by the end of the week I, uh, on the 7th, July 7th, right? I, I do. We're actually going to be uh, releasing uh, for that one. It would be the music video for family one that we Uh, just heard yes yeah so we chris and i went into um hilson studios here in nashville and we actually also did some video work Mm. um so each song off of the brand new uh ep the acoustic sessions will also have a video coming out okay um so if people go to my website and they can sign up for updates on there um we also have a fan club that are always the first to know and the first to see everything uh yeah yeah they're called the bad ashes ah i love that (laughs) too yeah so the bad ashes brilliant marketing yeah thank you you Ash know, Wednesday I, and the Bad Ashes. I yeah, love it. Thanks, man. Uh, I, you know, I, I have a. I like to laugh. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I thought of these ideas and I said, "That's fun. We're going to go with that." You oh, know, so cool. but, but yeah, no. But the the Bad Ashes, they can go to my website ashtaylor.com. And you can mm-hmm. sign up and they get all the special perks ahead of time. So very very cool. Yeah. Well, how about another song? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, would you like play like Ken? I know. You I would love play like. Ken. All right. Yeah. We're, we're can going, we do that one? Uh, we can do that for you. Anything you want, man. <laughs> you talk about bad ash. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> oh man. Well, I uh, I was gonna say I, I know I've been kind enough to play at twelve keys. You've let yes. Me, uh, play for gonna have to have you back real soon. Yeah. Well, we yeah. always are down. Always are down. But uh, um. I wrote the song uh, "Play Like Ken" because a, a guy one day basically told me that I played guitar like a man after a show, <laughs> and I said I kind of chuckled and laughed, and yeah, I was like, "What?" But uh, he meant it as a total compliment. He was an absolute sweetheart, and he said, "Uh, you know, uh, I mean, he was just dull." But I said, "Well, brother." Hell, I don't know what to tell you. I guess I just look like Barbie and play like Ken. And I said, well, there's a song. So That's a song, there's baby. There's a song, man. So I, yeah. I wrote the song. But they tell me I played like Chet. Oh. No, no wait, it wasn't Chet. It was uh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That was a great joke. And I'm stealing that. That's an old joke. I think Jerry. Is it really old? Because I've, I've never heard it. It's awesome. <laughs> the Georgia Quacker wrote that. George Georgia Smith. Quacker. You know, he wrote that song. Oh, man. I steal it every now and then. Mm-mm. So, as Taylor. Buddy. <laughs> Looks like Barbie. Play, play. play like him. Love it. Yeah. One, two, three, four. When I was a kid, didn't really fit in. While the other girls played with their Barbie dolls. I was busy jamming on my flat top. Saying only boys can play guitar. Girls shouldn't look pretty like a movie star. My mama told me I could be anything I wanted to be Said when I grow up, I'll show them Gonna look like Barbie, play like Ken yeah. Lead me to the stage, fire up the band Gonna rock this town with this guitar in my hand Got my lipstick on, let my hair down I'm cranking it up to ten Gonna look like Barbie, play like Ken Girls can't top the charts But I just smile and say well bless their heart <laughs> You know I'll prove them wrong And put them in a song And I won't stop till the world sings along Cause I look like Barbie Play like Ken Hey, lead me to the stage Fire up the bed. 
got my lipstick on, let my hair down. I'm cranking it up to ten. Gonna look like Barbie, play like Chris. Amazing. Thank Great. you, my friend. That is a hit right there. Thank you so much. You're going to release that as a single. You better. <laughs> would you like to know an interesting story about I that I would song? love to know an, an so, interesting story about that. I wrote that not too long after I moved to Nashville. And, um, <laughs> you know, I wrote it by, by myself. And, like I said, this guy said this and it just gave me the idea. I wrote it while driving home that night from the gig. Wow. And through a series of many different events, I ended up being able to pitch that song to an artist named Marina Lambert. Oh, Marie. I heard her. Yeah, I think I think we She's all got know her. Bar down there, you know, I could be bro- yeah. yeah, I'm going there like in a couple weeks because oh, okay. I hear it's delicious Tex-Mex, and I said, "Giddy Ooh, up!" Ooh, it sounds good. Um, but yeah, so uh, Miranda Lambert had that song on like a hold Did for, she? for over a year. I could hear her doing that. Oh man, she would. I think she She'd would kill it. kill it. Well, she's just so sassy and everything, but. Um, you know, I was, again, I was really new and I got really lucky and I'm grateful for the opportunity, but she had that song on hold for a year. And so it was kind of like a thing. You can't play it out. You can't be that, you know, yeah. so I, I kind of waited, but I thought, man, this songwriting thing's really easy. Like, <laughs> you, this is really, I don't know why everyone says it's so hard, but, um, <laughs> but, uh, she, you know, the next, the next album though, that came out after that, um, if you're a Miranda Lambert fan was the, uh, the weight of these wings, which was yeah. a breakup record after Blake Shelton. Oh. So, uh, she she passed on it. She finally gave it back to me, and so I've played it at shows for a long time. And mm-hmm. that's that's why though I wanted to go ahead and put it on this acoustic record. And so I think just playing it acoustic is it's fun. But yeah, I mean I'm sure eventually that will definitely be yeah. a single. And it, it's it. really cool to see um, females and young girls, especially when you sing that song. Yeah. It's cool, man. Like you can just see them light up, and they're like, yeah, <laughs> you know. It's it's <laughs> rock just, and roll. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, so it's it's been a fun song. But uh, mm-hmm. if I ever see that guy that gave me the idea for it, I feel like I may owe him some money. So please <laughs> <laughs> not listening. Yeah, um, uh, buy buy him breakfast at Waffle House. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Know. Give him a free merch shirt or something. You know, but yeah. <laughs> It is a beautiful guitar you have at Gibson. Thank you so much. That is just gorgeous. Thank you. It's kind of a dark red burgundy. They call it wine red. Wine red. Um, uh, so this is a Gibson J200 standard. Big full body, right? Oh, big jumbo. Jumbo. Um, I have wanted a Gibson J200 since before I could play guitar. Mm, it's beautiful. And uh, thank you, man. I, I name all my guitars. Oh, good. Um, Me too. Oh, you do? Yeah. What, what's like your main guitar? Like, well, what? my main guitar is, um, is Martin. And okay. Martin's Martin. Okay. And then this Taylor over here is Taylor. Okay. 
Very. <laughs> I got a rain song that we call Raina. Oh wow! Okay, real. Uh, it's not real clever, I, but you know. I named this because I finally. I'm a huge Judd's fan. Oh, okay. Huge Judd's, and I finally the got to hair? go. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, it's a big red guitar. Winona Judd plays yeah. jumbo, so I, I named this guitar Winona. Oh, I, love I got it. it the same year I got to go see my hero play. So I said, you know what? It's just meant Whoa, to be. But yeah, it is meant to well, be. Thanks, man. But yeah, cool story. I, uh, nice to meet you, Winona. Yeah, old Winona. Man, she's gorgeous. Thanks, man. We've we've had her a couple months. We already got dings and scratches <laughs> in her, and but you know what? Uh, I love this guitar. Chris can tell you, I, I basically don't play anything else now. Yes. You you yeah. you know, Emmy Lou Harris. Uh, That's what she played. Yeah. Yes, blonde version. But, the blonde yeah. version. Yes, yeah. she she has this great quote though for all my, you know, for friends listening that are big into guitars. And I when I heard this quote, I, I was like, oh, I don't know, but now now I can attest to it. She has always said that um, the reason why she plays a J two hundred is she says that it, it is a disservice to you and your audience if you do not have one. <laughs> and really? I, yes. She, I guess I got to find me one. Yes. Well, she yeah. said that. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, there's thousands of great guitars. Yeah. And now that I own one, I go. You agree? I understand what she's talking about. There's something about the big body and the way it sounds and plugged in even. It just, I feel like I perform better with it. So. I like borrow it every now and then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Since we live so close. Yeah. We find That's out we're neighbors. That's oh, just yeah. Really we're like cool. literally just a few minutes from each other. Yeah, so. so should we have to write? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. should write. Absolutely. And then if you need to borrow a cup of sugar, you can come over. Yeah. And, 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 and yeah, I mean, we're Same down the street. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I do. I do make a pizza. Oh, I okay. like a pretty pizza. good pizza. There we go. Yeah, I, I do don't that. cook anything, which is why God bless. Not even me la toast. My oh no. no. But you know what I do do? Huh. The dishes. Ah, uh, you know that's my job too. Yeah. So there yeah. you go. You just go in there. And yeah. Clean sometimes, away. sometimes I write while I'm doing the dishes. Oh, uh-huh. I understand that. Yeah, I can do I that. I like to clean the house. It makes me feel organized and it gets my brain thinking Mm -hmm. you know it's like you can sit there do the dishes and ponder and you're like oh that would be a good song Mm -hmm. oh that's a great melody yeah Yeah. absolutely Mm -hmm. i I you talked about writing on the way home from a a gig one man yeah i don't i like to write in the car too oh yeah well especially long drives you know and and late at night i i've had a lot of song ideas come Mm -hmm. out of literally just sitting in the car i don't know what it is about the car in me but yeah it's just that mind i think yeah. I, I, you know i don't know what it is but you're it's, right it seems to be a, a yeah. common theme among songwriters because i'm the same way yeah, i write in the car, in the car mm-hmm. talk to a whole bunch of other songwriters who all like to write in the yeah. car yeah it's just something about the, the open I, you road. know i also like to this is this is going to sound weird but in the shower yeah lines and oh, stuff will come to me some of my no. best melodies and guitar parts Whoa. come in the shower yeah yeah, yeah. do they really oh, yeah. yeah no Isn't no, that no. Amazing? It's a creative area. It is. You know? I, I wonder, too. I, I could be totally wrong, because I, I was talking to someone about this not too long ago. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if, like, when you're in the car or you're in the shower, it's almost like you're kind of, like, comfortable, and mm-hmm. you're in a small, little, safe place. Yeah. That, does that make sense? It does make because sense. Because we were like, why is that? Why does everyone have all these song ideas that come in the shower mm-hmm. or, like, you're sitting in the car, and it's like, what is it? And it's like, it's that small little space. It's that small, I think you're right. And, and you it, add that ambient sound of the water yes. coming down or mm-hmm. the wind of the tires on the road. Yes. I think all of that gets you in that creative. It does. Because yeah. even because it's almost also peaceful, though. It's not like you really have to listen and focus on those sounds, but mm-hmm. those sounds are also very rhythmic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it gets you your, your brain. It does. Yeah. Yes. Well, we had this whole discussion about it because we were trying to figure it out. And I'm like, I bet that's mm-hmm. what it is right there. Oh, you're probably right. So, yeah. yeah. Interesting stuff. Maybe all writers' rooms here in Nashville should become like showers or inside of cars. <laughs> Maybe that will help even more. <laughs> or something new. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to open up my own writer's room now in downtown. And, the the writer's know. car. 
the writer's, writer's shower. Yes, yeah. absolutely. There all the great go. ideas. <laughs> all the great ideas. Well, I want to thank you both for coming all this way. Yes. Miles and miles. All the Absolutely. Maybe even minutes. two. Yeah. <laughs> to be on our show. It's so good to get to know you a little bit better. Yes, likewise. I love your sound and what you do. And Chris, thank you so much, too, for joining. Oh, thank and, you. And uh, just it's been a, a, a wonderful, delightful time. Well, yeah. thank you. Thank you for having us. And we're going to see you around, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us on the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Songwriter Connection Podcast. Find us on social media at Songwriter Connection. Also, listen to Dave Lanahan's Nashville Connections radio show. It streams live every Friday morning on WOBL and WNOI. Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.